Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Talent the Human podcast. This is your host, Jay Flores. I am so excited for our guest today. Um, this is someone that I admire so much, and I never thought that we would have this connection. We met randomly at an event in New York City that was hosted by our guest in the second episode of the podcast, Dom Wetrick, and um, Max, who was in New York, all the way from Czech Republic, attended the event. And uh, we had, I don't know, maybe like 20 minute conversation while, while we were there and, and we connected and I mentioned to him that I was gonna be in Europe and he said, well, when you come to Europe, hit me up. I went to Berlin, he happened to be in Berlin at the time. We met up in Berlin, we hung out. So this is someone that it's collecting praise I want to say throughout his young life, uh, he um, he's been awarded awarded um, you know some prestigious mentions in in Czech Republic, and he's been he's met Gary Vaynerchuk. He had an opportunity to, to connect with him and chat with him um, in his office, and and he's only 18 years old, which is crazy. So. Without further ado, let me welcome into the episode, into the show, my really good friend, Max Koslow. Koslow? Did I say that right? Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Jay. <laughs> thanks so much for bringing me on. It's a real honor and a pleasure to be amongst some of the super interesting guests you've had before. Uh, it's really fun how i yeah. You're one of the people that I wanted to have on the show, um, you know, from the, from the start because you've been you've been kicking ass for you know a little bit longer than a year i say um or this past year has just been like um really really awesome for you and now you're um you know working on some really cool stuff we'll, i'll let you talk about that at, at some point throughout the episode but i'm 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 just i've always been amazed by you ever since our first conversation you uh -huh. i mean you came up to me you you didn't know who i was you came up to me and you started, you know, we started talking and you introduced yourself, you know, and you said that you were from the Czech Republic, that you had come to the event because you wanted to, you were connected to, to the network with, uh, with Don and uh, LinkedIn and... Yeah, well, and that's like, I found the event actually on Eventbrite, just randomly, uh, searching okay, through yeah. some, you know, uh, entrepreneurship thingies where I could learn something when I was uh, staying in New York for a bit after, like... Uh, scholarship camp that I attended and damn was it worth it uh, yes it's like that event from Don was so so empowering I know I, I met Don through through my friend uh, Finn and Finn told me about what he was doing I immediately you know being a big advocate of like things related with education and 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 reforming the way that we teach and and the way that the young people are learning so I, I found it fascinating what he was doing. So when Don wanted to bring the event to New York, he connected with Finn and, and with everyone in his LinkedIn network say, hey, I'm, I wanna do this for my students. I wanna do, you know, create a, a really cool event. So, um, you know, anyone that can help, that'll be great. So through some connections, they got Atlantic Records to host. Um, and then, you know, the, the panel of, of of young entrepreneurs that attended was, you know, 
absolute kick-ass star power. Yeah, uh, that's sort of some of my favorite people. Uh, I'm actually trying to get some of them to, um, to actually come on the on the, um, on the on the show, but we'll probably have them for sec- for the second season. So I'm excited yeah. for that. I'm also so thankful for uh, for attending the event because. Uh, I found out there that Gary Vaynerchuk is having an event the, the next morning with releasing his uh, newest collaboration with K-Swiss, which led me to going into a like two meters by one uh, super small room in a motel, then running there, waiting for couples in a line to finally meeting Gary uh, in a completely like, I don't know, casual environment, uh, which led to me asking the right question, I guess, and shadowing him for a whole day uh, in the office in the next week. So like without the initial event and all the people that gave me like super interesting recommendations, not just with the network in New York, but like overall and young entrepreneurship on such a higher scale was very, uh, very unexpectedly valuable. Just one evening. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's what that's what matters most. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you mentioned I do some interesting stuff, so I should probably summarize that for the listeners. Uh, well, guys and ladies, I'm a real explorer. You could call that. I'm really into uh, learning new things, trying things out. But where I found my biggest passion and sort of uh, bits of success is uh, entrepreneurships and like startups, especially their beginnings. I won a couple of small competitions. Startup weekends, if you've heard of them, uh, where we built, for example, a messenger chatbot uh, called Toilet Finder. You can actually find it right now and it can like uh, help you find the nearest open toilet anywhere in the world in a matter of seconds. So that's like a fun feature that uh, anyone can use. But uh, moving from that, I worked with a bunch of startups, focused on growth hacking, uh, trying to learn from the best people in the business. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I managed to speak with and uh, record some in- interviews, let's say, with really interesting people over the last many months, uh, though I've been slacking with posting them, so getting on it uh, step by step. and. Right now, we're building a very interesting startup called Undoubt, U-N-D-O-U-T, where we're trying to reinvent the way people think about sleep and help them, uh, let's say, wake up much more healthy and naturally with the help of our super healthy alarm clocks that uh, sort of help you in the morning routine. So that's the rundown. With also like being yes. yeah a couple of awards here and there like high school of the year in Czech Republic, which was super unexpected and super grateful for, and also recently being mentioned on the weekly magazine cover of the uh, Euro like twenty under twenty selection, which is very uh, pleasurable or I don't know yeah crazy twenty under twenty. Some some people uh, strive to to be in the uh, you know th- uh, twenty five under twenty five or thirty under twenty five um, or thirty under twenty uh, thirty under thirty from yeah. Forbes and yeah. and here you are twenty under twenty you're basically on your way to being in those sports lists at some point I think 
Well, uh, the like sort of getting uh, some media attention or some sort of awards very early on makes you realize pretty quickly that there are things that are much more important than you know getting an award. But it's definitely a very nice bonus to uh, achieving your goals. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I think I think the aspect of uh, of getting the awards is not it's not so much the uh, the accolade or the uh, the mention in itself. It's it's what it does to us internally when 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 we realize that it's kind of like a like a validation. Yeah. That we yeah. are on the right path to to what we want to do and what we want to achieve. Um, I've always said that. Um, that there's a there's a difference between taking an award as a bragging right or taking the award as a as a motivation to do more and to to say okay well i got to this point but i can still be better and it's just another stepping stone in your progress and and if you you know, you take the, the the notoriety that it gives you, then it, it drives you, and then you continue with your drive, and it, it just aids in driving you to where you need to go. And and I think um, you know, for someone like you, uh, and I when we when we spoke the other day, I kind of say that to you. It's like I just love the humbleness by which you accept these things, and and how you manage yourself to say, well, yes, it is a mention, it is a it is an award, but you know, there's still so much that I have to learn. There's still so much that I need to do. And, and that's the important thing. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of times these things can get to people's head. And this is what I sometimes wanted to like, well, not sometimes, but I, the reason why I actually wanted to do the podcast is because, you know, there are successes and failures in, in entrepreneurship and in developing our talents that, that we all go through when we were young. Yeah. And, and this can have an effect that it's either positive or negative. You know, we don't know how to handle these things. And, and you see it with, with, with certain celebrities and artists out there um, that sometimes the, the success can get to their head and they don't handle it well. And then they go into, into a bender that's not, you know, healthy for them, you know, for their, for their image and for their, you know, it happened to, you know, to like Britney Spears, it happened to some, you know, other singers and other celebrities that you know find themselves um actually uh Demi Lovato speaks very well about this because she actually dealt with you know heavy mental issues yes because of the level of success that she was gaining and the attention that she was getting she, she didn't know how to handle all of that um it's something you know she didn't want it to get to her head but it got to her head and like that this balance of, of things and and like I love the fact that she's been so spoken about it and, and it's so important to, to be that way and to understand that because like not everyone can have the collect, collectiveness and, and, the, uh, and the humbleness that for example, someone like you have that said, okay, I know how to, and, and I know you mentioned the other day, well, talk to me in a year and see what happens. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but you, you, you show this and, and I think it's important for others to, to actually see it as well. To, you know, to, that the importance of remaining and understanding that this is not, the pinnacle that's still a mountain to climb yeah well i believe like the only way you can really uh continue like being successful while still getting sort of the support is 
through like incredible humility. Like I've heard from quite a few entrepreneurs in, in, in a lot of podcasts right now as well. That like once you let your ego take, take over, like no, no one's really gonna want to talk to you even when you sort of become yeah. like too cocky and stop listening to other people's, let's say, um, sort of values or, you know, uh, issues, opinions, etc. Uh, that's one of the ways to go down very quickly. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, let's talk a little bit about what you what you've learned recently about sleeping. Um, I had um, I had a conversation with a with a friend of mine in, in this in this space, and and I've also changed my sleeping habits a, a, a bit to to make sure that I'm better. Um, you know, that, that, that I actually maximize my time that I sleep, that I'm not just resting, yeah. but I'm actually sleeping. So, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, uh, we've gone really into the uh, sleep space. And, of course, when you want to develop a startup in uh, a niche that's, like, medically connected like this one, you really need to understand all the let's say medical reasons and a lot of studies and et cetera. Uh, and one like very interesting thing that happened super recently, uh, there was this TED talk from a guy that me find really quickly. I think it's a super valuable, quick, uh, quick listen that everyone should know about sleeping because it, it does take up like one third of your life is sleeping. And we need to, okay. or like people are starting to, but we really need to take care of that part, uh, let's say, much more than we have been over the last, well, over the rest, or over, well, the whole the time we've been alive, we haven't really like cared about sleep as much. Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of people don't, studies have been made and and all of that through history, but I don't think there's been a push about, you know, educating people on the importance of actually maximizing your sleep and, and making sure that you, you know, regardless of the amount of hours that you sleep, that you actually, you know, sleep. Yeah. So I found the podcast everyone should listen to or the TED talk. Uh, it's by Matt Walker. Sleep is your superpower. It's such uh, such an intense, knowledge-filled speech um, where he talks about all the, let's say, habits and all the horrible... Well, he starts off by saying that uh, if you don't sleep enough, your fertility rate lowers by X percent. And everyone goes like, wow. Uh, and it's really interesting that, like, even a little bit of sleep, let's say... Uh, when the uh, summer and winter time changes, for example, when one hour is uh, added or taken away from your sleep, when, when one hour is taken away, the rate of heart attacks, um, car crashes, and even suicides goes up by 20% compared to the previous day. So one hour less of sleep can do so much to uh, to a person, which is... Yeah, like a pretty crazy statistic. And of course, when the one hour is added up, the 
rates of all these things actually dropped by 20% or about that, which is like quite fascinating. So like taking care of your sleep is one of the greatest things you can do for your health, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, to me, it's like I, I actually, um, and I, I said that I was going to share this with you and I, and I will. Um, there was a, a recent study done in the U.S. Um, where they talked about the, important of, the importance of maximizing your, your sleep time. So it's the time that you allocate yourself to sleep. So if you say, I'm going to sleep seven hours, you need to make sure you actually sleep seven hours. So it's taking, and this kind of dives into a little bit of what you guys are doing with your startup, which is, you know, taking away all the things that could actually keep you awake at night. So like, you know, your phone, your, you know, uh, lighting in, in your, in your bedroom, um, and, and having, um, like I, it's, it's super interesting because I started thinking about this after our conversation and my mom was completely against nightlights. Mm -hmm. I always slept in the dark. Like I never had a nightlight. Like, and she would tell like, you know, uh, her sisters or whatever. I was like, you don't need to have a nightlight. Like they need to be like when they're babies, if you put a nightlight in their room, they're going to want to have a nightlight as they grow older because they get accustomed to that light being present. It's not that they're afraid of the dark, it's just the comfort of the light being present. So she's like, my kids don't, don't want a nightlight mm -hmm. because they never had one. And, and you know, what we're talking about, like how our brain reacts to, to light when we're sleeping and because like a lot of people think that when we're sleeping, we have no perception of things and we still have sound perception. We still have um, light perception. Yeah. And if that, if our eyes and if our brain is perceiving all of that, then we're not fully asleep. That's very true. Well, especially with blue light, like uh, let's say if you're like yeah. some completely red light, uh, it is like kind of okay. It's doable. Like you get accustomed to it but it's not like let's say medically horrible for you but if you have like your phone without like a super red let's say filter on yeah and or like a normal alarm clock the blue light actually like physically worsens your sleep yeah uh, it's we're more perceptive to it. yeah well that that also yeah and it's like stops the production of a hormone melatonin which is actually actually produced when you sleep to help you let's say uh, have the energy the next day and helps with you know if you have enough sleep you can also uh, remember things better etc 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 but uh, especially the blue light you should avoid it at any cost possible like one and a half hours before you go to sleep no uh, you know no computer no phone maybe like read a book with uh, a really red light or something like that but you should really not risk uh, postponing your sleep for, you know, the 90 minutes that you yeah. could actually gain. Yeah, I, I started, like, uh, like I told you the other day, I, I wanted, I had the, uh, you know, the, the habit of having my phone, sometimes even my computer in bed before I went to sleep. And, you know, because I will be finishing some stuff and I'm like, okay, well, I got to finish this. I'll just do it from, from the bed and, you know, get ready to go to sleep or maybe send a last minute email and then you don't 
close down your laptop, stays open. Is you know plug into the power so the screen stays on for a couple of hours because depending on you know your settings. But that light is there and like those, you know, you're not really sleeping because your your brain is actively perceiving all of that and and you're not resting fully. You're you know you're sedated, not asleep. And um, since I started like taking all that out of the equation and like my phone's in sleep mode. Um, and my um, my um, my computer is not present either. There's no light, light, yeah. no nothing. I just sleep. And regardless, like I, I usually, I always want to sleep in anywhere between six and seven hours. That's my my sweet spot. Um, and I wake up so energized. I wake up so ready to do things. Um, I don't feel tired. I don't feel the need to like maybe five more minutes. No, I wake up and I get ready to go. And that's the, uh, that to me is the biggest difference. And, and I think like, it also has an effect on our, like, I feel that, that it has an effect on, on, on our mental health as well, because it kind of, every time you feel energized, there is no room for, for you to, to, to develop um, anxiety or depression. Um, because, well, you, you're, your level of energy kind of blocks that in a way. I actually wanted to, and I, and I have the intention of reading more about this because I want to see how, I want to learn how, what the effect of, um, of your energy level, you know, what, what, what gets affected chemically. You know, we know adrenaline is a factor, but there's other factors in there that, you know, and, and, and see what, you know, chemically, how, how our body is reacting when we're depressed yeah. compared to when we were not depressed and same with anxiety, because that actually helps the, um, you know, helps us understand things a little bit better. And, um, it's, uh, it's something that, that, that recently I've been finding really fascinating. Yeah. It's really interesting how it's all connected, you know, like nothing you do, sort of goes unnoticed in your body and and the hormones and your brain it's all in this part of this super complex ecosystem where you know one hour more of sleep can change your whole day and everything with it uh completely let me ask you a question how do you balance being you know still a teenager and doing your entrepreneurship thing and taking life a little bit seriously. How do you find that balance between still being a young guy that, you know, wants to have fun and, and yeah. but also, you know, building a really cool startup. So you got to be in work mode. There's a, so like, a, there's a serious, situation. yeah. Like a work-life balance situation. Yeah. Cause like, you know, a lot of people think of, of work-life balance, you know, for like when you have a family and, yeah. and, and you, home with the wife and the, and the kids and you know like it, all that plays into into that but we don't think about we don't speak too much about when when it comes to like a young guy that or a young girl that's actually developing a business and and building something and they have to but at the same time it's still you know young and there are experiences that need to be lived and and you know mistakes that need to be made and interpersonal relationships that need to be had and yeah. all of that place a part of like our personal development so I'm interested to see how 
you're balancing that and and how you're yeah um, you know how do you prioritize yeah, yeah. that's um also like a super deep topic uh but to sort of uh put like an overall perspective on the work-life balance for young people i think uh well first of all everyone is different of course someone needs someone is extroverted someone it is introverted someone needs a lot of uh, human contact and to hang out and etc someone uh, prefers to you know uh, be in a clo closed up room and just code away until their finger fingers hurt and that's their idea of fun I think yeah. it's all about uh, not just for like entrepreneurs, but for everyone in their young age to like go out and try stuff, a lot of different stuff. For someone, it might be entrepreneurship, but everyone sort of uh, needs to like find their passion, something they're really interested yeah. in. And when you find that thing, it becomes a lot easier to work on it to put like so many hours into it because it is like your idea of what interests you what is fun for you yeah. it's do you have something that that disconnects you from it all like something that you do outside of what yeah, that yeah. work passion or well there's also like uh, some i talked to i know some people from silicon valley that build startups there and uh a lot of these people say that if you are building a startup you don't have a life you're startup is your life and i think in certain time periods it is the true for me as well yeah like i know the past week um quite a few days we worked from 6 a.m till i know 10 p.m and then trying to get like the sleep cycle in but you know it's quite rough but uh, there's many ways to you know relax your brain your mind and you definitely need to uh, in the long run, you th there's a lot of situations of people burning out. So, like finding your own little uh, relaxation sort of habits. For someone, it's sport. I think everyone should be somehow physically active because that adds up to your, uh, let's say, non-physical energy as well. If you relax, if you sort of yeah. make your muscles move, your brain is more. Uh, sort of inclined to work better and be sort of more filled with let's say like running blood you know so it's like more active as well yeah uh meditation i've had periods where, where i meditated more periods where i've meditated less i've definitely felt better in the periods where i've meditated more like right now <laughs> uh, i don't know and then just uh, like for the most part you can also include uh, the friendly relationships, friendly calls uh, in the actual ecosystem. And so they actually benefit your company and yourself while you're having yeah. sort of a, a time off. Like a beer with a friend, but the friend actually works for Google and can tell me some interesting stuff about I know, their platform and what they're doing and how they grew, etc. But at the same time, you're like you're providing value to each other. And yeah, not, I, I call that disconnecting while learning. Yeah, yeah. Can you, can you repeat yeah. what you call it? Disconnecting by learning. Disconnecting by learning. So yeah, so like it's like you have a circle of friends around you that 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 build that interrelationship aspect of our lives, 
okay? But that, that don't sidetrack us from, from what our goals and our um, intentions are. Yeah. So people that are in the same space that you are, uh, they might not be the same industry, they might not be working on the same things, but they're actually in itself, you know, building something or, or developing things. They're not just slacking or yeah. um, having those, those people around that, that might be in different industries. Like you said, you know, your friend works at Google or your friend works at, you know, um, maybe he's like, like for example, I have a, a friend that, that um, I talk to uh, frequently and, and we exchange a lot of ideas and um, I'm in building mode and, and developing my company and, and helping people with content and all that stuff. And he's a nurse mm. who's learning everything about, you know, being a nurse in the uh, psychiatry space. And, and he's, you know, so into it. So like the conversations that we have from a neurological standpoint are, and from a mental health standpoint are, are really, really good. Yeah. Um, and, and it helps, you know, like while we're not in the same space, we're both like, he's focused on, on building himself in that space. I'm focused on my space, but then the conversations are beneficial to the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's always, you know, like you said, you know, you go out, you have a beer with a friend, but it's, it's a, it, there's value in, and, and that's why I say always, I always tell people, yeah, I disconnect by learning. And then my other way to disconnect is being behind the camera, you know, taking my camera out. And this is the times where I need to be alone that I need no, um, well, not always alone, but like, because even when I'm with other people and I'm doing it, I, I, I have this uh, ability to kind of like put myself into my own bubble even though I have people around me doing the same thing yeah. and we're sharing the moment when I'm behind the camera and I'm taking photos, I am focused on my vision and my, and my, and my space only of like absorbing and enjoying that moment um, to its fullest because I, that's my way to seriously connect with myself in a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's my meditation in a way because I can't sit and meditate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like t sometimes it's also good to like turn off, turn everything off for a moment, and just I know go hike up a mountain where you can't like get anything, uh, any signal. Or uh, just recently I went to the latest Spider-Man by myself. You know, just completely got some popcorn, like completely cheat day. Uh, got some like really na nasty food sat down in the middle of the theater and just enjoy the new Spider-Man movie to the fullest with like no one bothering me. And I, I felt just like so good at that moment, you know? Uh, so sometimes you just, even though it like sounds silly or it can be like taking yourself out for dinner or whatever, uh, just creating those moments where, well, it depends. Like I'm most, I think my uh, personality is more introverted. So like, creating these alone moments is incredibly important for me uh and yeah i'm the yeah. same way and like for some people yeah. it can be for extroverted people they can sort of i don't know go to a more social event that can give them more energy but just creating these things uh preferably even on a regular basis for yourself really helps you sort of keep in check and also a very interesting thing that happened recently. I talked to a friend of mine that uh, was, or is sort of still is, but the startup is falling apart. 
but he's been building his startup for the last, I don't know, three, four years. And he, and they've created some awesome things, had a few investment rounds, but right now it's kind of falling apart. And what he told me uh, really struck a note that uh, like one of the most valuable things he learned over all this time is that uh, you need to take rest and connected to that, you uh, need to sort of let yourself uh, and that the meaning behind it all is that you're not actually, what he thought first is that he uh, was taking away from the startup by uh, relaxing or by taking time off. He thought that when he's not working for five hours, when spending time with his family, he's actually sort of damaging the company's success. And it's actually the exact opposite. By taking that time off and by providing yourself to uh, your mind to reboot, to relax a little bit, to refresh your ideas, to take, then you can come back to it with a sort of more objective view. And you're actually giving more value to the startup by sort of letting your mind be good, be well rested, be healthy. In the long run, you're giving yeah. so much more value by taking rest than by, you know, yeah, my takeaway from that is, is it's all about mindset. Because if you, if you are, everything that you do throughout the process of doing anything, <laughs> you know, whether you want to be a singer, whether you want to build a startup, whether you want to be an athlete, if you say that doing X activity is detrimental to your business or to your or to your success then it doesn't matter if it is or not you've already made it that because your mindset already in your mind you've accepted that this activity is not beneficial therefore it will translate into being not beneficial for your business uh-huh. if you say i'm going to spend time with my family because well, I should spend time with my family. I want to spend time with my family. I think it's important to spend time with my family. Then you spend time with your family. And then you go back to, it's like you said, you know, your mind is free. You know, you go back and, and you resume what you have to do. But if you tell yourself that if you don't work 20 hours a day, your business is not going anywhere, then if you don't work 20 hours a day, your business is not gonna go anywhere. It's not because you have to work 20 hours a day to do so, it's because you are telling yourself that. Mm. And you immediately create the, the environment for that to be true. Will Smith always says it, yeah. you know? Like uh, um, in one of his um, videos, um, from a while ago, it was a video that, that was kind of um, um, viral on YouTube at some point, I'll say like 10 years ago or so, hmm. even, maybe even more. Um, he, um, it was a video called uh, Will Smith, Words of Wisdom. And, and he would say, I already, I, I'm already here. Okay? Mm-hmm. So in my, in my head, in my vision, in my mind, I'm already getting there. I'm already there. Okay? So now we just have to wait for you guys to see it. You know, it's like, it's all in there. It's, uh, 
it's, it's, it's the, it's what you tell yourself that matters most. If you tell yourself that, you know, if you work hard, you're going to be successful, you can work hard for one hour and you're going to be successful because you're not saying if I work hard for 20 hours, I'm going to be successful. You're saying if I work hard, so it doesn't matter how much time you put in, you actually work hard. And, and it's that, that effort. I'm not saying that, you know, working one hour, one, one hard hour of work is what's going to make you, but I'm saying that if you work hard, that's what's going to happen. Like in that hard work, it's going to translate in maybe one hour of work one day or three hours of work. I've always said, it doesn't matter how much time you put into, so long as that time is efficient and it's productive and it's actually dedicated to the work that you're going to do. Yeah. Like, I'm always someone that loves to work um, against deadlines. Always love that. Like that little bit of pressure feels me. So I always feel like, I, like if I'm going to do a task and I know I have until Friday to get it done, in my calendar, it's marked for Wednesday as a deadline, hard deadline, because then on Tuesday, I'm like at my best making sure that that task is done by, by Wednesday. Okay. And then that gives me like, I, I don't know, it's a little bit of an adrenaline rush to know that I have to, I have to finish yeah. You know, I feeling that push that I have to finish. I always, I've always enjoyed, you know, getting things done that way. And I, I actually feel that I work best because I kind of give myself this, um, this opportunity to not have to double, um, you know, double check or double or overthink my reasoning. Like I, I think I, I think more clearly, clearly, and I, I can do things and operate in a, in a better mindset than when like, if I have more time, then I have time to doubt myself. Mm -hmm. And I always try to avoid that because every time I doubted myself or second guess myself, that it's always gone in the opposite direction. Like I always do things. I, I usually take the first thought and, you know, sometimes I have to, make sure that I, you know, see things clearly. And sometimes, you know, some testing needs to be done and some, um, you know, double thinking and, and, and double checking has to be yeah. um, part of the, the equation. But in most, most times it's just, I go with my first instincts and my first idea. Yeah, that's something uh, one been... of my favorite, uh, like content creators also says, Peter McKinnon. Maybe you've heard of him. Oh, I love Peter. Yeah, he's like this yeah. <laughs> incredible Canadian guy that creates like such beautiful yeah. pictures and movies. But he uh, creates like so quite a lot of content. And like his one of his main messages is done is better than perfect. Which can like oh, translate yeah. to anything. Like done is better than perfect. Like just get it done. And you know, you can like tweak a few things here and there. But just like getting it to that final point is that that's the sort of main goal not creating the greatest thing ever possible but you know getting to that next thing i used to be and this is why i'm the way i am but i used to be a perfectionist obsessed with perfection mm -hmm. and the thing with that is that you never get anything done in the pursuit of perfection. Nothing ever gets done because when you are 
obsessed with perfection when you are a perfectionist, nothing is ever perfect. And the reason for that is because life is not perfect. Life is imperfect. We are imperfect. Think about it, our body is not symmetrical. Our left side is asymmetrical from our right side. Our DNA configuration is asymmetrical. It's not symmetrical. We are completely imperfect. We are perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. And I love that. that and I, I've actually started using that and saying that a lot because of um, that John Legend song, uh, All of Me. All of you? Yeah, All of, me, all of me, me. But he, when, he, when he sings that song, in one of the lyrics, it's like, I love your perfect imperfections. We are imperfect beings. We are, the, the universe is imperfect. The world is imperfect. Nothing is perfect. So if we pursue perfection, we we'll, we never get there. Because guess what? There's always a way to improve. Nothing, nothing is ever finished. So the moment I realized that, I, I felt like this freedom, you know, like this like weight that was lifted off of me because I'm like, okay, now I can get shit done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can finish things. I can, look, I, I think I had writer's block when I was, because uh, uh, I've been writing a book for a while and, and, and I think next year is the year that I finish it. Uh -huh. um, I already got it out, um, all figured out. But for three years, I couldn't write a, a single thing because I wanted to find the, uh, find the perfect ending for it. It's a, it's a fictional story that I'm writing. And I started five years ago, or six years ago, actually. And for three years, I didn't do anything because, well, it had to be perfect. And... And in the pursuit of that, I kind of like lost track inside of what the purpose of the book was and the story. And, and then one day last year, I kind of figured out, okay, well, this is it. Because I, I stopped thinking about perfection. So I, I decided that, okay, well, now I have to, the opportunity to, to finish this. But, you know, because of the business, the podcast, everything that I'm doing, I just don't have the time right now to focus on that. And I'm not going to half-fast it either. If I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna finish it right. Uh, not perfect, but I'm gonna finish it right. Yeah. And uh, I think next year I'll finish it and I'll maybe still publish it. I don't know. I still have to work on the uh, on the artwork, on the uh, all that. So it's a lot to to think about in the process to to actually say like the written part is done. So now it's the part of like getting the artwork done and you know getting the, the you know working with you know maybe getting it published, getting it read by you know and checked by by an editor. Yeah. All that stuff needs to happen, and I, I just don't, don't. I'm not in the mind mindset of getting that done right now. But it's not because I don't want to get it done because it has to be perfect. It's just that it's not something I'm focused on. But it's something that is in the list of things that I eventually will get done. And um, and it's so true. Like the moment dude, I have already been preaching imperfection and not worrying about perfection. But in my own head, when it came to the book. Mm -hmm. I was still thinking that. And unconsciously. 
completely. So what do you do when you catch yourself, like, you know, worrying about perfection too much on one like piece or strategy that you do for a client or something like that? I close the computer. I just shut everything down. I grab my camera and I go somewhere. Completely disconnect. Like there is not a single thought in my head that's related to anything that I'm worried about. And, and I usually when I do that, I also go out to eat alone and I sit down at a bar instead of a table. So that, and especially I, I find restaurants that have more of a crowded scene um, so that I have uh, an opportunity to have a conversation with someone because this also, like you might be, you know, thinking about a certain aspect of the business or, or certain strategy and, and it might not be like so much about the perfection side of things, but kind of like, is it right or not? Like, is this the right strategy? Uh, maybe there's a little bit of self-doubt. So maybe a conversation, something that someone says might strike something in my head. It's like, and it's funny because I usually have this tendency of being like, oh, okay, I found the answer that I'm looking for. I gotta go. <laughs> nice to meet you. Thank you so much for everything. Yeah, drawing inspiration that, from the uh, most unusual places. Dude, like, inspiration is everywhere. Yeah. A conversation with someone could just could could lead you down the path of uh, of finding your purpose. Like this is something also that I that I like to tell people. It's um, if you have an opportunity to talk to as many people as possible, do it because if you don't know necessarily what what it is that you want to do, and this is for the young people that that are listening, if you don't know necessarily what you want to do, okay, with your life, if you haven't decided. Um, or if you haven't had the motivation or the inspiration to find exactly what it is. If you're confused, if you're talk to as many people as possible in different areas of life as possible, talk to all people, talk to young people, talk to your, to your little cousins, talk to your uncles, talk to a random stranger in the train. If you live in a city where, you know, there's public transportation, yeah, be yeah. open to conversation because this will sometimes strike a chord. You might have a talent that you don't know you, you could develop. You might think that you might not be good enough at something. Just experience and experiment as much as possible. Talk to as many people as possible. This is what leads you to actually getting the results that you want. Yeah, you've got one and life. Don't waste it being yep, worried. Exactly. So I always say, do this. If you don't, if you don't talk to people, like I'm, I don't consider myself an extrovert. Um, nor I consider myself an introvert either, but I do like to be alone. I do like to spend a lot of time with myself. I prefer it that way. Even like at co-working spaces, I don't like sitting at the table with a lot of people. Yeah. Why? Because I'm a social person. And that could be a distraction to me because I love to talk to people. So whenever I'm, you know, in deep work, I, I'd rather be by myself so that I can focus and concentrate better. But that doesn't mean that I'm a shy person or I'm far from it. Sometimes I'm, I'm way too outgoing and <laughs> yeah, I'll talk to anyone. <laughs> if you, if we strike a, a topic of conversation, you and I can talk, whoever it is for hours. 
because yeah, if, if you are providing value and I have an opportunity to provide value to you, then it's going to be absolutely awesome. So, how are you? Um, I know this is not something that most uh, young people worry about, but we kind of discussed it a little bit the other day. Um, how are you working towards making sure that you're mentally healthy throughout this whole process? Mm, that's, Do you worry uh, yeah. about sometimes feeling, you know, anxious or, or eager to get things finished or, you know, how, how do you manage all that? Uh, sometimes not so well. <laughs> uh, well I've had my uh, periods where it got like really tough and I had to s seek for help and I think that's like one thing uh, or like that's when you catch yourself at the sort of last point of like actually being overworked or not having the cap capacity or capability to really uh, get out of a really bad mental situation connected to let's say creating something or stuff like that then just reaching out to someone you can trust or well uh, if you don't have anyone like specific per people which i sort of established which is a good always thing to have someone to talk to i think uh when you know for example you have like too much on your plate and you don't know what which thing you should do first or like in some cases, even if you like completely burn out, it's always good to have someone to talk to, to help you uh, get a second sort of perspective and they can tell you what to do or help you, you know, take that step, which might be super easy to do, but for you at that moment, it might seem impossible. Uh, and if you don't have like any specific person, I think there are a lot of, you know, like helplines and uh, like online places where you can talk to people completely anonymously and like without worrying about anything uh and specifically like how to prevent it i think is as we talked in the beginning you know uh yeah like that self-awareness is incredibly important to see like where you're going what you're going through taking those breaks uh figuring yourself out it definitely takes some time to like find your boundaries and hopefully not cross them and if you do cross them then uh you know trying to bounce back and create this uh let's say checking system on yourself and like i think it's good to you know, every week or every once in a while just uh, sit down or put like a note to your calendar and like uh structure everything you have in your life I think about, am I actually doing something that's bringing value to me long-term? Uh, and like, how much effort am I giving to it? And sort of, um, a friend of mine is a psychologist that actually helped me one time when I was like really in, uh, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah. Okay, when I was in deep shit. I mean, I thought... um, uh, a friend that is like a certified psychologist, but an actual friend who I, well, met what, one time before we actually talk about that, but just really clicked with that person. Um, actually, she really helped me to understand. And like one exercise, which is good to always to like, if you feel lost or like not super happy with where you're at, just creating like a mind map, you know, taking a paper where you start with your name 
and then out of that you do like okay here's the work i do here's what i do like my family here's what i do for myself and like write down every every little thing that you do even i know like walking your dog in the morning and i have i remember seeing this oh yeah, yeah. i have like an a2 a1 size huge paper where i had like every single thing written down uh yeah all the way from walking the dog the dog to uh i don't know like writing down your hours uh with like a freelance job let's say or you know uh doing some like specific work tasks stuff like that and like figuring out what actually brings value to you what helps in the long term what uh brings you, you like you always need to or want to find some balance right like something that brings you money something that uh helps you educationally and like structure your life like a like a lego brick house maybe by writing everything down and like all always and you can do it like differently you can just think about it if you don't want to like write it and everything down but, like every once in a while taking time to take a like big step back and to see like what's actually going on and you're kind of getting getting a first eye view of your yeah. of your situation if you don't i think that's perspective really, remember, then it can get uh, remembering not talking a little bit about it uh, before when when i when i um went to visit you at home and um that is um yeah i i actually appreciate that you that you share that uh with us here because um you know i i talk a lot about the importance of of maintaining our our mental stability and 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 being centered when we you know when we're doing this this stuff when we're trying to figure out ourselves our purpose what we want to do with our life regardless of what it might be and and i think I think what you just said is important is how do you prevent it? You know, things that you can do to, to make sure that, that you don't, because like, it, it's really hard to get out once you fall into it. Yeah. And, and, and you don't realize that you need to have a self, self-awareness of this. It's, um, you know, it could be very difficult to say, well, this is how I get out. But understanding that this is a possibility sometimes um, and that you need to know, like, Especially when, when we when we know that some things can become overwhelming, when we know that we need to like dive deep into something, you know, it's always good to step back. You know, it's like it's like diving in diving into the ocean without a tank. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't stay the whole time under in, underwater. You have to come up and get some air. So, I think that's. Um, that's uh, that's it's really good that you that you share those um, those little tips on on how to stay aware and and finding that self awareness. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. Uh, love to help. Like if anyone uh, wants to, you know, like actually text me or like uh, I don't know, DM me on Instagram, just like chat to someone, and don't really have anyone. Like feel free to do that as well. So my name is Max Kozlov. So the Max Kozlov. I know, like, if you need to talk to someone for 15 minutes and just vent, I think, well, I found with some people that they actually need to do that. And I'm not saying that I can do it for a thousand people, but I think if yeah. you that, that actually need that help, I would have, like, zero uh, judgment and would love to help in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, 
No, and, I, and I'll second that because um, honestly, um, this kid right here is it's someone that it, if you're not learning from what he says, then you're not listening. Um, a conversation with Max can be um, of extreme value to everyone. Like I, I remember, I remember when we first met, we we talked, and I I I left with a good impression, and then you saw that I was going to be in Berlin, oh, yeah, yeah, on Instagram, yeah. and you said, hey, and I, at first I was like, who is this again? And and then I kind of like I went into your profile, and I was like, oh, I remember who this is, and. Um, and it was funny because I, I remember meeting you, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't recall that we discussed how old you were at the time or, or anything like that. And like, I just went to meet you in Berlin. And, and then that's when we actually had our first like Genuine, deep yeah. conversation uh, about, you know, kind of like follow up on that brief meeting in New York. And, and um, yeah, that was such a good um, interaction. I, I, I remember leaving impressed. Um, it's like, you know, you, you were doing so much. And I, I think at the time you were doing a lot of figuring it out. You were like, yeah, I've done this. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about the, uh, I was the, exploring. I mean, New York. Yeah, you were exploring a lot. And, and then I went to Prague for the holidays and, and we connected. I got to meet your family, which, you know, also, you know, one thing that, that people need to know, it's like Max comes from a very high achieving family in a way, because um, well, both your parents have, are, are extremely smart people. Um, the, the brief conversation I have with them, especially your mom, with uh, the work that she does for um, uh, SAP? the company that she's with? the corporate SAP SAP. Yeah, uh, SAP, and uh, well, and like the freedom yeah. that they've given you to actually uh, be yourself, which is I think is absolutely important um, um, for your development as well. They've given you the opportunity to you know to do your schooling online. In, to pursue the things that you wanted to, because they understand it as well too. Right? Yeah, it definitely wasn't automatic. Like we had so many yeah. arguments, so many sort of, uh, like it took a while and a lot of effort to figure it out, but eventually I'm like super thankful for that they like eventually gave me, you know, the space for me to actually develop myself. You know, like it wasn't always perfect and it never is, but they gave me a lot more than sort of, they could have uh, in the yeah. terms of, yeah, like allowing me to, uh, uh, well, when I was like trying to do all of this stuff, uh, like normal school wasn't sort of cutting it for me, like going to school every single day and, you know, being there from 8 a.m. till 4 p.m. Uh, at one point, I was going to an internship like every single day I could. So yeah, I was at school since 8 a.m. till like 4 or 5 p.m. And then at 5.30, I arrived to uh, this company, iFlix, where I was like, uh, the only internship open position they had was an engineering intern. So I tried to do engineering for some time, even though it's definitely not what I do now, but like at that point, it was something to learn and something to try and explore. And yeah, so, eight till five at school five till eight or nine p.m uh try, trying to like learn how to code and uh, be in, in this company then going one hour to home then like getting uh, with the homework and the tests i was in a very demanding school and like uh, until sometimes i don't know 1 30 a.m uh and then doing all of that all over again 
pretty much every every yeah. day. Uh, I'm pretty sure that for your parents, uh, you know, like um, if I think about it from 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 their point of view, because I think I'm closer to their age than I'm to yours. So <laughs> maybe. Uh, and uh, um, I think like like for example, if if it would have been my my position, um, like the, the, the difficult part and, the, and where the argument begins is like, sometimes with younger people, it's, it's difficult to understand and to, and to actually see the intention of what they're, what you, the message you're trying to convey. Yeah. So for them, it's like, well, you gotta have to prove yourself that this is, this is not something that we're just gonna say yes to because you asked. And, exactly. and, and, and I think it's part of the learning process because um, saying yes to everything that your kids want it could be detrimental and saying uh, no to everything they want is also detrimental so there has to be a balance and there has to be like an understanding my dad always said to me um, I don't I don't want to condition things but I want you to understand that I, I'm not I'm just gonna give you things you gotta earn things you gotta you know you gotta show me that the that I can trust you, that I can, that, that you, what you're doing is, is good. Yeah. And that you're, you know, doing your part for me to do my part. It's like, we're, we're a team. And that always taught me that we were a team. Like he referred to our family always as a team, not as a family, but a team. It's like, we're a team. This is my job. This is your job. This is, so I always understood like everyone had an assignment to uh -huh. do and and we, you know, so like, this was what, we, you know, was supposed to happen, right? And if we fail, well, there were, you know, like in any team, there were repercussions and, 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 and the entire team failed. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, so my dad was always been very philosophical about things. And, and, and that's, that's something that I kind of take um, from him, even though like, when I was younger, I was like this super, Know, hyper like short fused yeah angry kid sometimes and like like I was very quiet and reserved but like I like things my way and I you know when things didn't go my way then I'll get really you know because of my perfectionism I was if things didn't go the way I wanted then I would immediately snap and like you know kind of lose it and <laughs> And like he would be like the like I always said, my dad's the, the, the a saint, um, because my my twin brother, my mom, and I are very similar. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm I'm not an astrological person, but my dad's a Libra, who's probably the most balanced of all signs. Yeah, and my brother, my mom, and I are all Capricorns, and we're perfectionists. We're hard headed. We're not easy to deal with. <laughs> and, we're cocky as hell and so we we do um have that so like for him to have to handle three of those three of that type of personality the way that he did um because my mom will also be like if we didn't do things the you know the way that she wanted us to do it and she'll be like my mom was the one yelling and screaming at the house and threatening and doing things you know like mac you silly if you don't do my dad would be like no the only time, the only time my dad actually, I saw him like kind of like lucid in a way, um, 
he found my brother and I with our cousin, who's the same age, fighting. Uh-huh. And he got home and we were fighting. And his method was brilliant, I, 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 I say. Uh, he let us fight. He let us finish the fight. And then he got us down to our tidy whities And he said, this is not good. And then he talked to my uncle on the phone and they came to an agreement that our punishment for fighting was going to be that we were going to be hit with the belt once right behind, uh, right on our thigh. Hmm. We, I don't, I don't know how old we were. We might've been like 10 or 11 maybe. And we're standing on my dad's bed down to our tidy whities yeah. Okay. And he had a belt. And we each got hit right behind uh, our thigh once from my uncle and once from my dad. And that's the only time my dad ever did that. And that's the only time my brother, my cousin, and I ever fought after that. Like, it was a stupid fight. We hurt uh, each other, you know, at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because we were literally, it wasn't like a, like a kid fight, but we were fighting. We we're straight up like fighting. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the uh, I mean, that, to me, that was like, one of the biggest lessons I learned. Like, there's no point in doing that. There's repercussions to bad actions. And and I remember my dad hugging us afterwards, like saying, I don't ever want to do this again. That's strong. And I learned the story, like my, at that time, I learned the story my dad only ever got hit by his dad once. And, and it was kind of like a scenario like that. Yeah. My dad was, was grounded and he, he told, he told my, um, my, my grandfather told my dad, you can't leave the house and play outside. You can't play outside. So my dad said, okay. So he didn't go outside to play with. So he was outside of the house in the street in front of the house. Because to him, that was the house. That was still part of the house. So he was playing outside with his ball in front of the house. And my grandfather got home. He drove right past him. Didn't say a word. After dinner, said, you and I need to talk. And I told you that you couldn't go outside and play. He's like, I didn't go anywhere. He's like, when when I got home, you were outside on the street. That is the outside of the house. I told you you couldn't go outside. Uh And he's like, oh, but dad, I thought that this was the house still. No, this is the house. That's the street. And I told you you couldn't go out. So like they had that, um, that, um, that memory of him and then like saying that, you know, tell, telling us that story at the time. To me, that was like a big learning um, moment um, because it develops trust. And I think that, you know, in your case with your parents at the time that you had to make that decision for your parents, it might've been all about, well, can we trust him to, and that was probably that rough episode yeah. of that, that, that rough time where like, 
when you find that you know that they can trust that you're actually going to do what you're going to do, that you're not going to you know become a bum in the house, not doing anything, and not really studying and not really doing your part for what. Well, they really had no guarantee either, like in that sense. But I think like when you start showing your parents actual results that they can feel, or when I like got, yeah. got my first, you know paycheck even though it wasn't huge but like a bit of money was coming in like to my name through a contract for something I was doing and that and at what how old was I like 16 and at that point it really uh it started to mean something uh which was quite powerful I think so yeah like if you want to have a good sort of transaction, well, not transaction relationship, but you, uh, you know, like uh, yeah, it was value, about value for value exchange, sort of, yeah, yeah with yeah. so someone is close with, or your parents, or maybe like anyone else that's sort of higher up above you. It's all about like getting them to see the some sort of the result that you want. For sure. Yeah. My 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 cousin says that you know it's all about you know continuous learning and you know you teach your kids as much as you can, but your kids also teach you as much as they can. So if you see it from that perspective that you're not the teacher, you're also the student. Yeah. Then because we all have something of value, regardless of who we are and, and, and the relationship. So I think that's, a, that's an important aspect of things. But Max, I want to say thank you for joining the podcast. I think this has been a conversation. I went uh, into some personal things that I didn't think I was going to ever share on, on a podcast, but, you know, it opened up. And that was strong. That's what I like about this. Talk. Yeah, thank you. This, this box. Um, any final thoughts? Dude, just, you know, if you're young, if you're out there, if you're trying stuff, go find like something you're really interested in and try how far it can lead you. I think just don't, you know, be scared of anyone, of any like preset uh, expectations of you. I think the world right now is just so wonderful. There are so many opportunities. Uh, which is seen with like my peers as well. Um, yeah, like we've, I feel, feel like we've gone into some like negative sides of this whole uh, entrepreneurship and like pursuing your dream thing, dreams thing very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but really it is like a wonderful experience being able to do something that really interests you and that you get to love and get to, you know, work on every second you want. So it's definitely like, I think in, the, in this episode, you got quite a good uh, sort of firewall on how to yeah, not fall into some uh, negative sides of this all. But overall, it's like such a wonderful and giving experience that I feel so everyone in their young age should just go and risk it to create something wonderful. And if you find something small you want to do, that's perfect as well. But right now is the time to 
try and go it big. It is absolutely the time to try and do. Um, all right, Max, thank you so much for being on the episode. I love you this much, and uh, love you I'll be more. seeing you soon. I hope. <laughs> and uh, dude, keep keep killing it, and uh, I would. Um, I will continue to, to connect with you. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so, so much. Uh, our website with the startup is undoubt.com, U-N-D-O-U-T.com. My personal social media, the Max Kozlov, Max K-O-Z-L-O-V. Uh, if I can help in any way, I will do my best to find time for you. And yeah, Jay, thank you so much. You're such a wonderful human being. I can't wait to talk to you soon again.